0: This is 69 The Podcast, I'm Dave Haynes. 69 has been covering the digital signage industry since the dawn of man, first online and now as a podcast. The goal on here is to make listeners aware of interesting companies, smart people and new technology developments, all of them meaningful in making digital signage projects happen. I try to help listeners understand sometimes complicated subjects and why they should care. The podcasts are free and I try to get a new one out weekly, but things happen now and then. The 69 podcast has been gratefully sponsored and supported since the start by Jeremy Gavin and the fine folks at ScreenFeed, the digital signage content store. ScreenFeed makes beautiful looking, totally automated content for signage and digital out-of-home networks. Check them out at ScreenFeed.com. 69 has been around since 2006, and the publication and podcast are now owned by Spectrio, which provides customer engagement solutions for business. You can find them at Spectrio.com. Anyone who's been on the ops or finance side of digital signage and digital out of home knows how complicated and expensive it can be to realize the simple task of getting power to a screen. It's a particular challenge in settings like retail because store designers, until recently, didn't think much about the need to get power right in the aisles and at merchandising locations. Battery power displays were one answer, power over ethernet is another, and there's of course the often expensive and possibly unsightly option of running electrical infrastructure wires and maybe conduit all the way to the screens and other gear. Wouldn't it be great if wireless power was a reality? Turns out, it is, and one of the company's leading development already has small displays for retail and hospitality that get their power over the air, using ceiling transmitters and receivers built into the screens. Right now, charge screens are just tablet size, but that'll change. I get the rundown on wireless power from Ori Moore, who founded and runs the Israeli company. Ori, thank you very much for joining me. Can you give me a background on what your company does?
1: Hi, Dave. Uh, Happy to be here. And sure, happy to. Uh, We're doing over-the-air wireless power, over-the-air charging. Uh, But when we say over-the-air, we mean a a range of 10 meters, 30 feet, not proximity Uh charging like charging pads.
0: So this is very different from just those close contact charges where you put your phone down and, and it, it does it that way.
1: Yes, very different. The, the phone charging is a type of a docking station uh, okay. with, without wires, but a docking station, you still need to do it on your own. Uh, knowing that you're now taking care of charging and the docking station and the, and the pad itself is being wired. We are talking about something that is more close to Wi-Fi for power.
0: Okay. And is this a commercial product or something that's still in R&D?
1: No, it's actually, it's not in large volume yet, but it's a commercial product. It's deployed. It's deployed in Canada, in the US, in Israel. uh, And it's going also to a few locations in in Europe. And actually next, uh, at the end of this month, also in Brazil.
0: Okay. And the company is in Israel, correct?
1: Yes. The headquarter and R&D is in Israel. Uh, Marketing and sales is uh, mainly in the U.S., but also in Korea and uh, and Europe.
0: And how long has the company been around? Ten years. Did it start trying to solve this problem, or was it into something else and kind of found its way into this?
1: No, no. We started by doing over-the-air wireless power. where the main application was charging smartphones, but the technology is capable of powering other devices as well. Mm -hmm. I was
0: curious about the application for digital signage. I gather that you have a digital display that you could use in a retail setting, but it's a small display. This is, you're not at a point where you could power a very large display.
1: Yes, that is correct. We started with a 5-inch display uh, based on uh, demand that we got from prominent retailers and CPGs from across the world, actually, Uh, Mm -hmm. interested in being able to power devices at the edge of the shelf. Uh, Obviously, we saw there a match. Uh, We can't power 16-inch displays, so we we started with a small display. We're now doing 7-inch and 9-inch as well. Uh, but the promise is, as you said, being able to power devices at the edge of the shelf without the hassle of running wires or replacing batteries. And is that the problem that's
0: being solved here? Just simply the inav- unavailability of power right at a like at a shelf edge?
1: Yes. Simply put, yes. It's not uh, people do displays, people do CMS, people do. Uh, digital advertising in retail space already, but usually it's limited to very, very few locations at the head of the gondola. Um, And we're enabling it to be widely spread relatively easily.
0: Mm -hmm. And the problem is in a lot of older retail and older can be like 10 years old that there's just isn't power at the, at the shelves. Right.
1: Yes, that is correct. The gondolas are moving, the, the shelf heights is changing, and as you said, there is in most of the retail locations, there are no wires, maybe near the wall, but certainly not at the middle of the store.
0: Mm-hmm. There's power over Ethernet, but I gather that has its limitations in terms of where you want to put it and the cost of it? Uh,
1: power over Ethernet it, uh, is capable of powering displays. The problem is, again, routing it. Uh, to something that changes uh, with time, uh, usually twice a year or even more. Uh, And you need to wire it to every different uh, shelf, which is expensive and cumbersome.
0: Right. So the setup with this is a transmitter and a receiver.
1: A transmitter and a receiver that is embedded within the display device.
0: Okay. Could you do a retrofit like a bolt on receiver.
1: Uh, actually no, uh, the displays uh, the displays are designed by us at this stage because uh-huh. we know uh, how to optimize in terms of power consumption. Uh, it's it's a it's a dedicated development optimized uh, for wireless power. In the future I believe that we'd be able to 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 support also existing displays, uh, but we start with something we can control. Is the power
0: stable or is it a bit like Wi-Fi where it can kind of drop
1: drop momentarily here and there? There is always a rechargeable battery in the device. So so we charge the device and the device draws its power from the rechargeable battery. So it gets a steady power from the rechargeable battery, even if power drops.
0: Are you restricted with the displays in terms of what you can show? Like, is it just static images, or it'll run full 30 frames per second video?
1: Uh, we're doing full video.
0: Okay. And that was that a mountain you had to climb, or was was that right out of the gate that would work?
1: It was pretty simple. That 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 okay. wasn't the challenge.
0: And. With the transmitter, how does that manifest itself? is it I, I think it's something that you mount in the ceiling
1: yes, it's uh think of it like a router in the ceiling uh with with a range of five to ten meters uh the transmitter locates client devices and beam a directional uh, infrared beam uh, to the device uh where it where the device converts the infrared beam back into
0: electricity. Does it have to be sort of like a line of sight? Yes,
1: yes. Wireless power with meaningful power is the line of sight technology. You can okay. do non-line of sight uh, using RF, magnetic, and even infrared, but the amount of power that you can deliver with non-line of sight will be very, very low for, for, for reasons that I can explain if, if you want to dive into it.
0: Uh, I probably wouldn't get most of it.
1: <laughs> oh, you would get it. It's it's uh, when you do non line of sight, it means that energy is being spread in the room, and you only harvest part of it. It has two drawbacks: a) the amount of power that you draw that you receive is lower because you waste a lot, and b) you bathe the environment with unwanted radiation that the regulator and the customer wouldn't want. So if you do choose to do a non-line of sight, it's for very, very low power. Mm-hmm. And what are the
0: safety issues?
1: Uh, we, we passed all the safety certificates worldwide, FDA in the US, IEC and UL uh, as well. It's, uh, it's approved to be safe under all conditions. Um, and that's the claim to fame for the technology we can deliver meaningful power yet uh, it's as safe as your optical mouse Hmm.
0: and so you're walking around a cafe or something where this is set up and let's say you work there are there any long-term implications of being around this radiation so to speak
1: no 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 Uh, think of it like um it's even safer than your Wi-Fi router. Uh, the beam okay. is very directional. So outside the beam, there is an absolute zero. It's not like Wi-Fi router sends radiation to every location. And only part of it is being harvested or, or absorbed by, the, uh, by your cell phone. The beam that leaves the transmitter, 100% of it reaches the receiver. A, a centimeter away from the beam, there is an absolute zero. Uh, and okay. when you cross the beam, it shuts off automatically. Hence the need
0: for, uh, or the, the value of having a battery on board? Yes. Okay. So how long would that last? If, if somebody put a large chair or something in the way and it was blocking, It would, would that mean eight hours later it stops working?
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. It's des- it's it's a design criteria. We designed it to be able to last a full day on a battery, but you can design it differently. It's a it's a trade-off by- of the size of the battery and the thickness of the display. So if you talk about
0: larger displays, like a 30-inch display, a 55-inch display, which is you know quite common in digital signage at least, how long off are we from that being a possibility?
1: Well, that's too big of a question for me. I'll tell you, I'll tell you, we're not even trying to target this at this point in time, but I'll give you an example of, uh, how technology develops. Okay. Uh, you probably know as me that when we started, uh, using the internet, we used 2.4 kilobytes or something like that. I go, I
0: go back to like 256 K modems, so
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm old and, and, and the, uh, and, uh, and we're now doing a podcast where I'm sitting on a, uh, probably 200 megabytes per second. Yeah. Well, with the technology take us, we will have to, uh, to figure out
0: by seeing. So this is a matter of time more than anything else
1: yes time economy of scale components becoming more uh, capable uh, and scaling up performance
0: i i would assume also that you guys don't want to be a display manufacturer you're you're doing it right now just to kind of demonstrate what's possible but i i i'm thinking you'd like to license this to the display guys as opposed to making your own
1: that is absolutely correct uh, YCharge is a company that knows how to deliver wireless power, and we do that for many different applications. We chose few uh, to show uh, how it works. The, besides that, the, there's a big opportunity here in terms of uh, of the market demand. Uh, we chose few applications: one in commercial, one in uh, smart home, one in consumer, one in just to see the market uh, and then to license it to the relevant guys that can do it much better than us.
0: Right. And when do you see that happening?
1: we already have deals that are licensed based. Okay. Um, and it's like, it's like a domino effect. It's like how penguins jump uh, to the water. They all stand at the edge of the uh, the ocean, uh, knowing that the the food is in in the water, but still hesitating. And then one jumps in, and immediately after, 100,000 jumps in. So by showing the way, uh, we would unlock uh, this domino effect.
2: For over a decade, ScreenFeed has been the reliable choice for beautifully designed, licensed content such as news and weather. We handle over 27 million requests a day to deliver dynamic content to 200,000 screens across the globe. Now we bring you ScreenFeed Connect, a no-code solution that makes complex content projects easy. Projects that used to take our designers and developers weeks became a to-do we could complete before lunch. The easy-to-use browser-based tool leverages pre-built data connections and ready-made widgets to give you the power to design with data. Create team member profiles, schedules, tenant directories, progress boards, featured products, or anything that leverages your data. Discover how Connect empowers you to complete projects faster at ScreenFeed.com.
0: There's a Korean University researchers I wrote a piece about last week that was also doing wireless power. Are, are there any number of initiatives out there doing this?
1: Yes, we are seeing more and more uh, companies or oh, companies oh. Or our universities doing uh, wireless power. Uh, what they're doing, we we did ten years ago. So it's nice. Uh, uh, <laughs> it's it's nice they're <laughs> catching up. Uh, we see a growing over-the-air charging is uh, is happening, and it's happening in different with different technologies that allows different value propositions, okay? So so you can expect seeing more and more of this.
0: And is your focus right now
1: mostly on kind of business to consumer? No, uh, we're oh, actually okay. doing commercial applications like the displays. Uh, even consumer applications that we do, we start with commercial settings. It's simply mm-hmm. easier for us. Uh, consumer is, we're doing, very, very uh, cautiously, uh, very few applications. But yes, uh, they would be. Uh, uh, actually, before the end of the year, you'd see, you'd hear announcement about consumer applications.
0: Right, because you you've been at CES a number of times, and when before we turn things on here to record, you you mentioned that you would be back at, or the company would be back at CES in in January.
1: Yes. The, the, only, um, the only reason, uh, there's another reason that we're doing the displays, as, as I said. Uh, it expedites the go-to-market where when we can actually do uh, the turnkey product rather than only the wireless power, we can offer solutions to end customers uh, without hesitations. It's easy to do it in B2B, but we already have few consumer applications. Okay.
0: What's getting traction for the product right now? Like a, a particular use case?
1: Oh, the displays are seeing a tremendous demand, uh, okay. an overwhelming demand. Uh, the other products that we do are uh, smart door locks, uh, okay. which you probably know that they're, smart door locks are not so smart, uh, because yeah. Yeah. In, not because they can't be smart. It's because, uh, people are worried. Designers OEMs are worried that if they would add smart functionalities, batteries would run out way too fast Yes. and then the end user would be stuck, uh, locked outside over a dead battery. Mm-hmm. So we're unleashing this as well in parallel.
0: Yeah, it would be the same, uh, with, with those, uh, surveillance cameras that people have at their homes the, like the nest cameras and so on
1: exactly there's a there's a since they need to go to sleep in order to preserve battery there's a there's a phrase i think uh, a professional phrase uh, which is called the back of the thief by the time they wake up they already uh the thief is always is already on the way uh out
0: right You mentioned you were seeing tremendous take-up on displays. What's going on there? How are they being
1: used? Um, In various ways, uh, edge shelf displays in in retail uh, locations. I'll tell what I can say and a few other things you can publish. uh, We will send you when they will go live.
0: (laughs) It's the usual thing. The uh, clients don't want you talking about them, right?
1: But these are what I'm so what I'm disclosing right now is things that are already out there available. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in a few weeks, there would be other use cases as well, and I'll be happy to share it with you, uh, both okay. images and videos. So we're doing a uh, tabletop in restaurants. This is already out there. Uh, we are doing edge shelves in uh, grocery locations. Uh, and we're doing other devices for uh, grocery locations, which are uh, are quite cool. But I'll wait with how they look till till we launch them. Uh, we're also doing displays for uh, uh, jewelry uh, for for uh, for shops in, in canyons, in shopping centers, like like jewelry and, and other stuff, like on vitrines. Uh, multiple different it's a display it's so generic you can put it anywhere you can wrap it and you have advertising at the point of decision right and this is not just in israel no 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 most of it is outside of israel okay texas new york michigan um idaho um toronto sao paulo I'm sure
0: one of the determining factors out there is overall cost. What this does in terms of cost versus what you would pay to run conduit, run power or ethernet cabling to a display that way. And people would do a spreadsheet exercise and decide, okay, this is less cost to do it your way. Exactly and what is the cost for a transmitter
1: no oh, that's you that you'd have to ask our partners okay they're they're selling the solutions to the end customers not us
0: okay but is it hundreds of dollars thousands of dollars hundreds not not thousands okay and it would install in the ceiling just like you would put in a ceiling light
1: yes it takes few minutes
0: right and then the for the display, understanding that these are your proprietary displays and you've tweaked them and everything else, but the hardware cost for a receiver is that something that's also hundreds of dollars or no
1: no 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 much much less. It's,
0: it's nominal, it'd be like another component inside a display. Right? Yes, yes. Okay. Does the system also radiate Wi-Fi?
1: Yes, the communication with the display is uh, over Wi-Fi or over 3G. So okay. you can so the comp so the customers or oh, the end customers it, it depends uh, can uh, run content through a CMS on their own independently.
0: Hmm, okay.
1: So in theory would
0: a company that makes Wi-Fi equipment like routers and so on c- could they Conceivably, add your capability into their product line. So, if I'm a company that makes uh, networking equipment, Cisco or or more B two C stuff, could they add wide charge capability to their Wi Fi routers?
1: Um, yes, and no, but I'll I'll I'll, uh, I'll explain how. Um, okay. These companies are used to uh, creating infrastructure and delivering connectivity they can do the same for power power as a service not just data as a service Uh Uh, the only difference is the transmitters should be located in most of the times on ceilings rather than uh, hidden in the in the closet that's the difference Uh and now now the 5g routers are on ceilings from the exact same reason they're uh, they're almost line of sight.
0: Hmm. You mentioned uh, metering with the energy issues that Europe's facing right now because of Russia. Uh, there, there's a lot of concern around energy consumption, and I wonder whether we're going to get to a stage where power would be metered for
1: this sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Let me answer this in two ways. A. Hey. Sure since it's a service it can be metered okay it's it's an extension of the electricity grid and same as you're paying for watt hour uh, for electricity you probably would be paying watt hour for wireless electricity Mm -hmm. so it's only a a natural extension regarding uh, power in general and sustainability What we also discovered is that a single transmitter that we are now shipping saves up to 5,000 AA batteries, and that's even on our first gen only. So it's uh, probably your and mine uh, body weight in batteries are saved by each transmitter that we deploy.
0: And is the transmitter always pushing out energy and therefore the... the the meter's always going, or is it more of a demand thing?
1: No, it's a demand thing. When there's no demand, it goes to sleep.
0: All right, interesting. So yeah, that that would be a lot more efficient.
1: Uh, Yep.
0: What about distance? Uh, You you mentioned 10 meters right now. Will, Will that improve just like the other things?
1: We did a test for a government agency for 100 meters successfully. Uh, but then decided as a company that we need to focus. It's either we do indoor for consumers or commercial, or we do outdoor for um, uh, for other type of devices. And we we chose the the shorter uh, range option. So we can the technology can easily do hundred meters uh, or probably more, probably a few hundred meters. And there's actually a company that does that. Uh, this is the forte. Uh, we chose to focus on the inside.
0: Okay. But you could, in theory, have advertising displays on a sidewalk. And right now, there's a lot of cost involved. And, and the same in drive-thrus. A lot of cost involved in trenching and everything else to get power out to the display.
1: Oh, there's yeah. actually a company that we work with uh that are considering to use our solutions for uh for care pickup and drive crews
0: and there would be enough power because those are extra bright displays
1: so we uh, for them we are considering doing uh an animated e-ink displays ah as i said the the loud displays with lcds or with oleds are out of our power range at the moment okay
0: so if people want to know more about why charge where do they go? Website and LinkedIn. Okay. And it's, and it's wi-charge.com? Yes. Perfect. All right, Ori, thank you very much for spending some time with me.
1: Thank you, Dave. I, I enjoyed it.
0: That's it for this week's episode. I hope you enjoyed it and maybe you learned a thing or two. If you're new to 69, it's a podcast that's been around since 2016. You can click around the archive and find hundreds of conversations with smart industry people. If you're new to digital signage, you need to be reading 16.9 at 16-9.net. You'll find more than 8,000 posts by me and expert guest writers about this industry. 16.9 is not a press release republishing mill, like a lot of the stuff out there. If something makes it on 16.9, that means it matters in some way to the business. Everything about 69 is free. Great sponsors make my work possible, and the key one here is ScreenFeed, the digital signage content store. Check out all the curated and automated content available at ScreenFeed.com. 69, the blog, and the podcast are now owned by Spectrio, which does customer engagement solutions, most of that digital signage, for all kinds of businesses. You'll find them in the Tampa area and online at Spectrio. That's Spectrio.com. You'll find me working out of a sunny back room in my house, located outside Halifax, Nova Scotia, on the east coast of Canada. Thanks for listening. I'm Dave Haynes.